and welcome to something new. This is our next of our one-shots, and we are jokingly referring to this as a Florida Borealis for reasons that will become apparent very quickly. <laughs> I'm going to just have everyone say hi real quick, so say hi, everyone. Hi, hi everyone. Hi, everyone. Hi. Yeah, that's a lot of highs. Uh, this is a... We are doing a crossover episode with the folks from Horror Borealis, which is a super, super fun Monster of the Week show that is set in Alaska. And they are going to be coming down to Florida for reasons they will find out very soon. (laughs) But before we get started, let's go ahead and hop in. And we are going to explain, first of all, the year is, when is Horror Borealis? It's 1996. Yeah, 96. Yes, okay, yeah. So the year is 1996, and we're going that. to be playing with not our normal group, but with the sort of the Thornvale Legacy group. This is going to be Miguel and Stanley, and uh, not quite Miguel's wife yet. So, <laughs> all right, but let's go ahead and start with our group. So, Thornvale crew, if we want to go down the line, we'll start with Andrew. This is confusing because there's actually two Andrews here right now. But we're going to start with my Andrew. <laughs> Can you go ahead and give a short description of your character? Yes. So I will be playing Miguel. Uh, and Miguel's playbook is called The Science Guy, which is something that we have been allowed to use by The Crit Show, another Monster of the Week podcast. Well, they do a lot of different systems. But anyways, it's They started a, off with Monster Yeah, Week. it's a playbook that they made for their show called The Science Guy, and uh, that is what Miguel is doing. So he's this is kind of pre-magic Miguel. Uh, this yes. is before he started using magic a lot. And he is focusing more on his uh, engineering kind of science-y aptitude. So. All right. And Hannah, you want to go ahead and give an ex- explanation of your character? Yeah. So I am playing Lucy, uh, full name Luciana. And she is not Miguel's wife yet, um, but she is their resident magic user. And I get to play a dragon knight, which I'm super excited about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll have a full dragon knight team on, on my end here. And Wesley, go ahead and tell me about your character real quick. Uh, yes, I am uh, I'm actually playing Stanley, which I'm really excited about because you don't really get to see a ton of what he what he was like, but this is him in his heyday. Uh, this is this is him when he was at the top of his game. He is playing as the expert. So he yes. he's been around the block a few times at this point, I would think. And he he's um you know, for those of us, uh, for those available, um, knowing our show is he's mainly the knowledge source for the usual team. But this is when he was out in the field, uh, doing exactly what they do now. So he's, you know, he's he's pretty gung ho about about the whole monster slaying thing. Yep. All right, and let's go down the line with the Horror Borealis folks. Go ahead and give our people a little bit of a taste of what your characters are. Uh, let's start with Alex. Hey, everybody. So um, today I'm going to be playing Riley Danvers. Riley is an NPC in a horror borealis because usually I'm keeping, but today they'll be sort of uh, in the action of things, which is really, really fun. They're a young 20s, like about 21-year-old-ish park ranger from the gates of the Arctic National Park, uh, and they have serious anxiety. It's a problem. My sweet child. (laughs) Riley is the best. I love Riley Riley so much. 
Uh, Addison, go ahead and do yours. Uh, I'm playing uh, Mariah Harris. She is uh, from the Expert Playbook, uh, and she is a librarian, although has not been active in the library in a hot minute in the game, I just realized. <laughs> yeah. li- the one town library has been closed. But uh, Although our last arc took, like, months to record but it happened over the span of like three days okay that's fair anyway she is uh, fairly on point she is the she is the flannel clad motorcycle riding polyamorous lesbian librarian of the town of revenant alaska and uh she's 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 just she's out here vibing (laughs) i also love uh mariah i'm just gonna say that to all of your characters but please do. No, please. Yeah. Oh, she's she's old, also age. I, I don't know if I need to drop age. She's 26. Okay, cool. I think we're all vaguely in our 20s. Yes, yeah, all, like all 20s, 20, early 30s. I think, all 20-ish. And yes, universally, your characters are amazing. I'm just going to say that right now. So. <laughs> all right. I believe Andrew is the bear icon, so we'll go with not my Andrew next. Yeah. Uh, hi, I am Andrew. I play uh, the professional playbook, Siobhan O'Shaughnessy. Uh. On Ahura Borealis. She is not a 20 something. She is uh, <laughs> mid 40s. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> she is a woman of a certain age. Yeah. She is distinguished. Ah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she is the current um, park director for the Gates of the Arctic National Park. All right. In, so in the year 1996. In, yes. in this, the year 1996. In this, the year of our <laughs> year. Current and eternal park director. <laughs> if you go there today, you will find her. All right, let's go with Tim next. Go ahead and tell me about your character. I am playing Martha Campbell. Uh, she is uh, the spooky playbook. Uh, so she does some uh, spooky uh, things with yes. mind powers. That's her shtick. Yes, uh, the last two of you are going to be very important for the setup of this, but we will get there in just a second. So I am really looking forward to going ahead and getting into this. But before I begin, I always mention that you can come find us over on the Cast Junkie Discord server. Our channel there is always open to discuss these amazing occurrences that happen on this show. Do you guys want to do any sort of shout out on where people could find you? Do you guys have a Discord? Oh, God, or... do they want to? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so, well, okay, so we have a dedicated Discord server for the Cryptid Keeper podcast and Horror Borealis. They share a Patreon server that you can access by pledging uh, $5 or more on our Patreon. But you can also talk about Horror Borealis on the One Shot Network Discord, which is totally free and open to the public and full of a lot of other really amazing shows that are also on the One Shot Network, which we are. Shout out. Yeah, yeah, nice. Okay, thank you, cool. So, done with that, we'll go ahead and get started. We are going to start with the Ahura Borealis, folks. You have been invited to the grand opening of the Big Gator Swamp National Park on the island of Thornvale (laughs) in Florida. Park director Lance Stone invited the park director of the Gates of the Arctic to come give the new rangers a talk about what it's like to be a ranger in one of our great national parks. Oh. This, invitation, oh. this invitation came with four free tickets to Florida, one for the park director, and three for whoever they wanted to bring. Oh, that's Currently, nice. you are on a puddle jumper of an airplane about to touch down on mainland Florida so that you can take the ferry across to For- Thornvale. This is not an easy ride. You are being tossed about as the plane flies into a summer storm. 
The pilot calls back. All right, now. I need everyone to fasten your seatbelts. We're touching down in 10, but it's gonna be a long 10 minutes. Sorry, folks. He doesn't even manage to use the intercom because there's no point he can just turn around and say it. That's how small <laughs> the plane you're on. Before we continue, I want to know how each of you are faring on this plane ride. Uh, well, I would imagine pretty warm is the first thing. Yeah, <laughs> dressed in Alaska. so many layers. It's <laughs> very, very warm on this plane ride. You were told you were going to Florida. Okay, yeah, but what's yeah. Mariah has worn <laughs> her I'm summer just curious. flannel. <laughs> Good choice. Yes. It looks the same as the other flannels. The sleeves are like a couple inches. She's like a, it's like a it's like a slightly shorter sleeve. Uh, I gotcha, I gotcha. It's a flannel that's been cut off to be a short sleeve. Yes. <laughs> hey, if it still works, it works. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I think Riley at least is probably sweating buckets. Oh. Like the humidity is terrible, and also they're extremely nervous, so yes. just not helping. Buddy. Martha had to make jorts. <laughs> Martha had to make jorts. Everything in that sentence delights me. Had to. She just made. She had to. There was there was no choice. There not no by. Make. <laughs> and how is Siobhan doing? Siobhan is wearing uh, cargo shorts and a really tacky, like floral print collared shirt. My angel. Oh, yeah. She is. Uh, she was super ready for Florida. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> and how how yeah. is everyone how, how is everyone on the plane? This this very bumpy ride you're on. Oh well, that sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I feel like just the, like not to you know literalize it too much, but we've all been on tiny terrible yeah. planes before. We live in Alaska. It's the only way to get anywhere. That is very true. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But also, so you guys like, are probably how... used to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. It's not even the worst thing that's happened to us this week. <laughs> Wait, is this literally like happening right after our most recent arc? <laughs> can you imagine? Oh my god. It could be wherever you guys want it to be. <laughs> We're all just still stained with vampire blood. Oh so sorry about that. <laughs> right. up. No, I'm kidding. So as you are all trying to deal with the plane, there is a bright flash followed by a deafening crash of thunder. The plane lurches quickly to the left. Outside, you can see that one of the wings of the plane has a massive hole in it. Suddenly, all around you, you begin to see an electric blue energy pervade the plane. Martha, you more than anyone else would feel the presence of some kind of strange magic. It doesn't feel like anything you've ever felt before. That blue energy grows and crackles until it is too bright for any of you to keep your eyes open. And then everything is still. You open your eyes and you're on the plane, but outside the sky is blue. The plane flies flat and slow. You hear the pilot say, hello everyone, this is your captain speaking. It's a beautiful day today and 79 degrees on the ground. Please put your seatbelts on as we'll be touching down in about 10 minutes. What do you do? Uh, did, did y'all, uh, was that just, was that me? Was that just me? Or did you, did, uh. Oh, thank God. I thought I was on a Twilight Zone So episode. it's like a group deja vu? Is that? Is, 
Yeah, that was strange. Um, um yeah. Hmm. Admit, I guess so we just let it go from there. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a perfectly so normal gl- day. So as glad as I am that I'm not the only one who saw that, um, what exactly did I see? Uh, I don't know. This reminds me of a really recent movie that came out three years ago, Groundhog Day. <laughs> that very recent movie. Uh, <laughs> All right. It was so like, if you guys are cool, with that. I mean, we're not. <laughs> we're not. <laughs> Does someone who is magical maybe want to see if they know what kind of magic that is? <laughs> That's a good idea. Martha someone like, who is maybe magic inclined. Martha sees Siobhan just like glaring daggers as she's like telling Martha <laughs> this. Um, uh, is there anything that I can do? Just like investigate a mystery or like uh, read a bad situation or something like that? Try to look at the questions on those. I think investigate a mystery, yes. Yeah, go ahead and roll me investigate a mystery. Oh gosh, what is plus sharp? Uh, that's an eight. That's an eight. Okay, so you get to ask me one question off the investigate a mystery list. Oh. Do you need that or do you have it? I have it here. Okay, cool. Uh, what happened here? You, I think you're able to see, you saw that big blue flash of energy. And like I said, it felt like nothing you've ever felt before. But you realize that some kind of magical energy just saved you for some reason and you're not sure why or or so for, or for what reason I think you're not sure why so the magic saved us it didn't uh, it wasn't the thing trying to hurt us you don't feel hurt nothing about you feels you know like you seem to be physically fine I will say. Go ahead and roll me. Go ahead and roll me. Read a bad situation real quick. You, Martha, specifically. Uh, is that also plus sharp? It is also plus it sharp. It is. That's a six. Okay. Oh boy. <laughs> we'll come back to that. <laughs> For right now, everything else seems perfectly fine. Yeah. So, uh, it. Uh, I don't know. It seems like. I mean, we were caught in a bad storm, but uh, something. Uh, saved us? I I mean, it seems fine. Uh, I think Riley's going to sort of press their face against the window and try to look out and examine the sky. Like, well, are, are we going to be caught in the same bad storm again? Because I'm not, not really sure I want to trust to luck on that one. Yeah, I'd rather not have a repeat of that. So with that... I think you find out, no, you are not going to run into any more storms. The skies look completely clear. And in about 10 minutes, you guys touch down at the airport and you get on a shuttle that is headed towards the ferry that takes you to Thornvale. Hmm. Hmm. Well, let's keep our eyes peeled then. I guess just be extra wary. Be extra fairy. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> that was that but was a, a great joke. They, really, they replaced that joke. Hey, they I, replaced Martha. 
I appreciated that joke. <laughs> yeah. Of course you did. You guys don't know this, but me and Susanna's Andrew are the bad pun people of our group. So yes. I really appreciate yeah. that. Yes, they are. <laughs> yeah. See, I appreciate the bad puns. I'm just horrible about actually making them up. See, so. Yes. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> All right. So moving right along, you guys get on the ferry a couple of minutes later. It's probably a good 15, 20 minute ride. Again, the waves are beautiful. The the summer sky is perfectly blue. It is 79 degrees outside, which I mean, which I assume means that all of you are sweating. Oh, uh, oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Drenched. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is terrible. <laughs> yeah. So you guys arrive a few minutes later on the shore of Thornvale. It is hot. It is muggy. There is ocean all around you. What do you do next? Um, I think we would try and, and make our way to the ranger place that we were invited to. Yeah. yeah. All right, that makes sense to me. So I think you would probably have, have been given a map of some variety in the, uh, in the mail that invited you on this trip. Whatever phone call they gave you. Uh, I don't know how things worked in the 90s. I was barely conscious. But (laughs) you have been given some sort of map that is able to bring you to the Big Gator Swamp. And if you guys look at the map on Roll20, this is the place where you are going to go. The Big Gator Swamp. And Mm. you arrive about mm, probably 30 minutes later. It's not a big island. There's not a lot of traffic today. (laughs) And you are there. There is a, a guard in the... In the, in the booth to enter the park. The brand new booth, too. The brand new oh. booth. Yes, it's a big thing. <laughs> brand new guard? <laughs> Probably. Brand new guard. <laughs> it's my first day, everyone. I'm so sorry. <laughs> All right, so what do you do? Hey, uh, Siobhan, let's go uh, ask directions to see where we uh, need to meet up. All right. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm reorganizing here. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Like all of sorry, the names in the in the D20 thing were blocking off the map, so I had to drag them around uh, so I could see. Siobhan's like going through sorry. her fanny pack and reorganizing all of her brochures that she's collected on the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's printed second. off map quest directions. Oh God, no. Yes. Uh, step oh, one. All step the way two. From step Alaska three. To Florida. <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> Take a turn at this iceberg and <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Alright, so I'm gonna walk up to that brand new ranger. Say hi, we're here for the is it a convention? And this is a young man with sort of sandy blonde hair, and he looks down at you and he says Uh convention? Um I was supposed to give a speech. Some kind of pep talk? I, I'm not really sure. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I can call the boss if you want. Uh, yeah, that'd be great. Okay. And you see him get on his radio and call down to his boss, and he says that he'll be there in a few minutes. A couple of minutes later, a sort of tall, gaunt, lanky man comes in and walks up to you guys. He comes on a uh, golf cart and walks up to you guys and says, Hello, my name is Lance Stone. I'm the park director here. Can I help you? Yeah, hi. I'm 
Siobhan O'Shaughnessy, director at Gates of the Arctic. You sent me a a mailing about some kind of speech, pep talk. And he looks really, really confused. Uh, Siobhan definitely brought it with her. <laughs> okay. <laughs> to print it out. Oh, my. Yes, she so did. My she's going to, like, show the... Does she still have it? Yeah, you could still have it. Siobhan does not, okay. did not ask a lot of follow-up questions before flying across the country. <laughs> <laughs> across the entire country. No, she does things on a whim. And you hand this, this man the flyer, whatever that you got, the mailing... And uh-huh. he looks at it and he frowns and then he hands it back to you and he says, um, I don't know who gave you this information, but it's, it's not correct. We aren't even a national park. We're a state park. And huh. I mean, we are opening today, but this isn't, we didn't invite any national parks directors. Hmm. Awkward. Yeah, I'll say disembodied voice. (laughs) Okay, um, do you maybe have a phone that we could use? Yeah, I can take you back into the park and to the park office if you'd like. Yeah, sure, that'd be great. Okay, and he invites you all to come with him. There's what? Four of you, you could fit on yeah. this little golf cart. Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah. You might have to squish uh, a little bit, but mm-hmm. someone's Mariah's probably. Lap, but I'm sure you're fine. Yeah. Mariah's probably riding in the back, just yeah. like off of the side or something. She is. <laughs> just <laughs> kicking her little feet. Yeah. Aww. So he takes you back into the park office and he uh, shows you where his phone is. Cool. Um, I'll just. Be a minute. You guys want to hang out in here? Sure. Um, does this mean I closed the library down again for nothing? <laughs> I think it probably does mean that, yeah. Oh boy. Well, you left that sign on the door. That seemed to work last time. I mean, yeah, people are pretty respectful of the sign, but, you know. <laughs> is um, Lance Stone, which is such a cool name, Don't is Lance name. still in the room with us? Uh, Lance, I think he probably took you there. He's probably waiting outside if you want to make a call. Phone call. call his office. Prank call his office. And let's sneak <laughs> out of here. I was going to talk to you all and say, okay, what the hell is going on? Because. I don't know. There was the blue thing. There. And, and then the nothing is here. It's not even a, a national park. Can you believe it? Uh. All that, all that. Bumpy air ride, airplane ride time. I don't know what yeah. I'm saying. Between no, I definitely don't get it. what happened on the plane it. and this, there's something really, there's something going on here. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of a book that I have to Google real quick to see if it existed in 1996. Hang on. What's Google? <laughs> what is, what's Google? Wait, Riley, what's that? word that you just said was that noise I don't know the blue light flashed and now I know about an internet search engine that doesn't exist <laughs> oh. <laughs> you mean ask Jeeves oh yeah Barnum I talks asked, about I ask Jeeves, Jeeves all the time oh lord uh, I dog pulled oh published in 1990 we're good this is just like the Langoliers by Stephen King 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, so in The Langoliers by Stephen King, a book that Siobhan has definitely not read. <laughs> Super not. Well, it's actually a novella inside of a longer book, but go on. Okay, in The Langoliers, how do they... What do they do? How do they fix whatever this is? Um, well, I'm guessing there's some kind of alternate timeline? Yeah, exactly. There's a weird phenomenon that happens in the sky, and the plane goes through it, and everyone who was asleep on the plane comes out on the other side, and then they're back in time, and it's a whole thing. I mean, clearly it's not exactly well, the same. Did anyone sleep no, on the plane? No, that's what I was going to say. It's not no, really the I same. Was, we, well, none of us were sleeping. Awake. We were right there, and there were only four of us. Well, that's that's the big flaw in your your whole theory, Riley, is that none of us were sleeping. Yeah, no, that well, one this thing one, and nothing in the else real is world the one. entire problem with my theory. Maybe in the real world version, it's only if we're awake. <laughs> As you guys are having this conversation, you hear a loud crash outside. Uh, I I'm running out to yeah, go see. Yeah, run, run to, to the go window. See so you guys run outside. There's no window in here that you could see from. from so we crash through the wall. <laughs> sure. Just bust a hole through that wall. We Kool-Aid man. Just bust on through. You guys run outside and you see probably not the strangest thing you've ever seen, but definitely the strangest thing today. An enormous blue rhinoceros is running through the forest. What? Followed. <laughs> by three people chasing it, one of them wielding a flamethrower. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> Mariah, did you give... Did you give us any... No. Things? Jesus, in, no. That maybe... Okay. <laughs> but I do need to talk to my guy because I... You guys see the rhino, right? <laughs> Yeah, no, that's very much there. Okay. Okay, okay so this is um, this is just happening. I feel like we should maybe chase after them. The, after the rhino? Uh, or the person using a flamethrower in a public park. The, the flamethrower people, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't seem safe. Well, I think the, uh, okay. the director left his keys in this golf cart. We can just take that. All right, good idea. We're gonna... Um, the director is certainly still there. <laughs> I think like, the director <laughs> left his keys. <laughs> he almost, right he's almost certainly standing right next to you guys, looking completely flabbergasted. Hey, is this normal for your park or like? He looks yeah, terrified. Yeah, what's up, director? He looks, he looks utterly terrified. Yeah, you should probably still have Siobhan give that talk then, but we're going to take your golf cart if that's cool. We are commandeering your silently. vehicle. Fantastic. All right, what are you guys going to do? <laughs> We're going to rev the engine forward. <laughs> yeah, to a hot cart. five Why miles not? per well, hour. Before we do that, we We're need going... to name it. It's the, the Shakart, right? Sorry, this the is... what? The Shakart? Because we, oh, we had to God. name it. I don't the... think so. Well, I, I mean, if you have the really Shaban, you got to so, have something but... else, right? I mean... Yeah. It's, uh, guys, it's, it's, it's the Kartha. It's Kartha. <laughs> it's Kartha. It's Kartha. Oh, Kartha. It's Kartha. It's Kartha. All right. All right. Well, so you guys case, hop I need in. to drive. <laughs> Who's driving? Me, because it's my damn right, golf cart gotcha. now. <laughs> you guys hop in Kartha and Martha just 
floors it as fast as she can down the trail after this rampaging <laughs> rhino who was making its, its own path <laughs> through the trees. And I think you guys are probably able to catch up with it. And you fly by three people, two, one big beefy guy, one smaller guy, and one woman who are all running after this creature. And I'm curious what your reactions are to <laughs> we all a bunch just of like... people. Hang on, uh, my crew. Yeah. What are your reactions to seeing a bunch of people just blast by <laughs> you in a golf cart <laughs> running after the giant blue rhinoceros? You just see like that slow motion shot. Everyone looks at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's like I imagine like us like kind of turning and like see you guys like drive by us, and we just kind of like follow you off as you're following the rhino. This is that classic no, that, like uh, DreamWorks it's, animation it's, moment where everybody just sort of. No, it's like yeah. it's like the it's like the moment in the Roadrunner cartoon when everything pauses and they do the little they do the little identifiers. <laughs> ding, Roadrunner. Ding, <laughs> ding, <laughs> ding. Yeah, I think uh, I think Miguel's gonna like. Talk like keep running, but like talk to the other two and be like, "Did did you guys just see park rangers like go after that thing?" Yeah. They're not dressed like park rangers. Oh, they're not. Way. They're not. Oh, that's right. They're not dressed like park rangers, are they? Nope. Okay. Do you guys just see like regular people just go after people with the a thing? strong park ranger energy? Well, we yeah. do have the park ranger <laughs> cart. I'm sure there's a logo on the golf cart. Miguel might have been tapping into my knowledge. <laughs> and, yeah. and I think uh, I think Stanley he just. He stops all, for all of five seconds, and, and he says, That's not important right now. We'll figure it out. Come on. That's beautiful. Yeah. And what does Lucy do? Um, she's a bit shocked. Um, normally, I don't think they run into other people during their, like, <laughs> hunting. So Especially not people going towards the threat. Yeah, yeah, and she's thinking about that whole, like, the Dragon Knight secrecy thing, and... Her anxiety kind of spikes because she's like, oh, no, there's people involved now. This is going to get more complicated. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to go back to the other guys. You catch up to this creature. It's not faster than a golf cart. What do you want to do with it? That's a good Does question. We haven't hostile? really thought this through. Yeah. Is it a hostile or just like confused and running around? It is currently rampaging. It is just running down trees. Yeah, but does it have like angry eyebrows or is it they're like... <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look happy. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, go ahead and roll read a bad situation for me. Okay, sweet. That is... Hmm. That is a six. Oof. <laughs> so not great. Yikes. Yeah, does anyone else want to roll? Because Riley thinks that it is a kitten and wants to play with you. Oh. <laughs> Man, whatever Mariah's guy gave us. All right, what are we doing? Bad situation? Yeah, read a bad situation. I will roll to read a bad situation. Okay. Anyone's welcome to roll for this. Ha ha. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> well, oh would, my. would you believe what's, uh, what's that I also rolled a six? Oh, okay. Well, Andrew, I thought you rolled. So you rolled your die separately. So you got a seven. Plus whatever your sharp score is. Okay, cool. Then you get me one question on the read a bad situation list. Um, does read a bad situation apply to the Thornvale crew as well? Uh, you can, but I'm specific. They specifically want to know if this thing is like, a, is like angry or something. So I'm letting gotcha. them read a bad situation okay. for that. Okay. 
I'm torn between what's the best way to protect the victims, the victims being anyone who kind of comes in the path of it, and like, what's my best way in, as in, best way in to stopping this thing. Okay. You know, I'll go ahead with best way to protect the victims. All right, sure. So the best way to protect the victims, I think in in terms of what you guys were asking before, this creature does look quite angry, but it also looks confused. Like, it's not sure why it's there. And it's just running because it's scared. For the most part, the best way to protect the victims would be to not be right directly in front of it. Because it's got a big horn that could most certainly knock your entire vehicle over. Oh, totally. Um, Martha, can you calm it down? I'm driving. Can you take the wheel? (laughs) Yeah. Keep your foot on the gas. Okay. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So then, I don't know. Would this be like a... uh, Telepathy, uh, tune in. I was kind of thinking like a, you could do the, uh, you you can like do a tune in and control people, right? People, maybe. I don't think I can. Well, you, you can, can tune your mind to a monster or minion. Yeah, you can tune into a monster and you can like ask questions. Yeah, but you can ask like, questions. Oh. I don't think that does I anything thought, to the monster. Yeah. I thought you had like a, an animal handling skill or something. No, this isn't D and D. Thank God. I'll let you uh, <laughs> communicate. You can use one of the basic use magic moves and communicate with something you do not share a language with. Oh, cool. Okay. Let's do that. Okay. Go ahead and just roll use magic. Okay. That's going to be a 10 total. 10 total. That's nice. good for several yeah. reasons. The first off is that you now speak giant blue rhinoceros. The second oh, off hell yeah. is that you don't get a glitch. But as you do this, Martha, <laughs> you you watch as maybe the others would see this too. Martha, you have this strange green energy around you as you do this magic. And I imagine that's strange for you because that doesn't normally happen. But you yeah, can tell doesn't. whatever you normally pull your magic from, that's not where you're pulling it from anymore. But wherever from you're the pulling swamp. Wherever you're pulling your magic from, this is a dangerous and very scary source that wants you to hurt things. But right now, oh. that's what I, by the way, that's what you missed on your, your roll earlier. I mean, um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you are pulling your magic from a completely different source than you normally do. One that is malevolent and frankly evil. But you got a full success, which means that you now speak giant blue rhinoceros. What would you like to say to the giant blue rhinoceros? Hi there, giant blue rhinoceros. Hi <laughs> there. I'm what are what are you? What what do you talk? I'm Martha. Martha. Why am I turning into an old man ghosty boy? <laughs> anyway, why are you running around destroying all the trees? I'm scared. I got pulled from my family and put here. Where's your family? I don't know. Oh no. Well, can we can we slow down and maybe talk this oh. through? Okay. And the <laughs> rhinoceros slows to a stop 
and turns around and looks at you guys. And Amazing. I think a couple of seconds later, the rest of the Thornvale crew catches up. What happens next? Um, I actually have kind of an idea. So I imagine like our crew <laughs> running up and we see a stopped golf cart and a stopped rhinoceros, which is not what we were expecting <laughs> to find. And I think that like at first, like Miguel at least is kind of just like maybe like draw, jaw open a little bit, just like how did they stop a rampaging rift creature? Like, like how did they do? Like he's just like they look like regular people. Like how did they do this? And I think he's not saying it. He's just kind of like staring, like I confused. Think- Lucy will look at them and be like, uh, does this rhinoceros belong to you? <laughs> and I, I think I think Stanley, he comes up and he's he's I, I would like to think that he's at leading leading them all. He's he's at the front of it and he he processes this in five seconds and all he all he thinks is, Oh, it's stopped. We can do and then he like he's he swings the flamethrower around, he's like, Alright, it's stopped, let's go for it and he's like he preps to actually like, like it's stopped. We can kill it. He preps to actually do something about this, and okay, and what oh, happens? Oh, jeez! I want to. I want to stop uh, that from know. happening. <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I what do you do? I think I would. I'm probably in like the back of the golf cart. I think I see this person pull out a flamethrower, and I would probably, I don't know, try to tackle him. I'm sure he's like way bigger than I am, but. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Okay, Get I'm gonna let you roll a kick some ass. Oh I my god! Be... I'm so no, sorry. hang on. You're not trying to hurt him, right? You're just trying to stop him. No, I'm definitely not trying to. Okay, hurt him. roll. Like... Act under pressure then. Okay, great. If I get tossed around by somebody two times minus my size, I'm gonna be really upset. <laughs> <laughs> That's a seven. Okay, I'll take a big success on that. All right, you are going to knock him to the ground, I think. But uh-huh. you are also going to break his flamethrower. Ah! <laughs> which oh. means that this thing starts spurting oil everywhere. Oh, Damn. no. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm so sorry. That's not what I... Wait, why are you pulling out a flamethrower in the middle of a public park? What you, What's wrong with you? What do you think you're... What do you think you're doing? You don't know what you're doing. Why are you even here? Okay, well, that's a really good question and kind of a long story, but I feel like it's not the most important thing right now. <laughs> and he sort of, he sort of, he sort of grumbles yeah, why as are he, you, here? you know, the thing's broken. So he, he looks at it and he's like, you've ruined it. You've ruined, do you realize how long it took me to make this thing? Oh. Miguel's do you realize what a bad idea it is to point a flamethrower at a group of people? I wasn't pointing it at you. I was pointing it at that, that thing there that you guys were. Well, it's a flamethrower. It's not a it goes thing. Everywhere. This rhinoceros has a name. Hey, rhinoceros, what's your name? <laughs> and and he just. My name is Alvin. <laughs> Alvin. <laughs> and and he Lucy, just. Alvin. He just, Lucy cuts in and kind of puts a hand on Stanley's chest and is like, "Calm down. Let's take this one step at a time and talk about this calmly." And he's just. He's just sort of grumbling. He looks between the two of them, and he's he's like, you know, they're keeping me from doing my job. Well, they calmed down the rhinoceros somehow, so let's talk with them and see how they did that. Yeah, I think at this point, like, Miguel's just thinking, like, he just saw this guy clearly talk to the rhinoceros and give us a name for it. So he's going to be like, uh, 
I mean, you're able to talk to that thing? Yeah. Um, it's kind of a normal thing for me. I mean, how? I mean... <laughs> oh, well, uh, do you not know about magic? And I think at that point, the three of us are all going to look at each other because we <laughs> yeah. clearly know about magic. Yeah. And um, I think that, I think Miguel actually might try and test the waters here. And he's just going to say, are you with the council by chance? Uh, I'm with the gates of the Arctic. And, St- and <laughs> Stanley, Stanley looks at Miguel and he's like under his breath. If they're with the council, I've never seen them before. And then Miguel's just like, yeah, me too. I just, uh, I mean, it's worth a shot. Uh, so I think at this point, though, Miguel's going to be like, okay, so you're not with the council, but you know about magic. Um, you want to tell us about that? Uh, we're not used to seeing other folks that know about this kind of stuff. Oh, um, I thought it was a normal thing. Are you? Are you with uh, the NPS? <laughs> and then, and then St- Stanley Stanley just looks at him and he's like, "Whoa, what what what, what the heck is the NPS? Huh? The National Park Service." Mm-hmm. She goes and points to her uh, like patch where she oh. usually has it on her shoulder but since she's not in uniform there's nothing there so she's just kind of Look pointing at, at her guns. arm yeah <laughs> all, the, all the explanation you need I think Miguel is just going to say yeah um, I mean I don't know what you're talking about I mean the National Park Service is just that they keep parks I, I don't know how that has to do with magic maybe Maybe instead of asking questions, you could answer a couple of them. Mariah's just been like <laughs> hanging out in the back for a bit, so I figured she should say something. <laughs> I'm glad she did. I missed her. Just How's she doing? Are, are she any okay? of you okay? She's straight by me. <laughs> well, that's a bigger question. I don't think any of us yeah. are okay at this point. We're just. Um, so, uh, I mean, what what do you want to know? I can't promise anything, but I mean, we're we're clearly all chasing this thing, and you've clearly calmed it down. So, I would say that that makes you at least aligned with our goal. I would like to I'd know. I'd like to know why you were pointing a flamethrower at an innocent animal. Sorry, that was maybe. A little bit intense. I apologize. I didn't mean to escalate anything. No, no, you're right. You should say I, it. I'm sorry. Did... <laughs> Never apologize, Riley. I'm sorry. I... Did you not notice what it was doing? It I'm sorry. Did somebody. you not notice that we already had it taken care of? R- Riley. <laughs> I think Lucy kind of gives Stanley a pointed look and is like, yeah, can't you see that it was taken care of? Like, chill out, bro. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and and Stanley like Stanley is normally I'd like to think that he's you know he's used to taking point but he knows he knows Lucy well enough to to know that you know her her intuition is is normally not not off and so when he sees this he's just you know just internally you can see gears turning he's like 
Okay, and he he doesn't say it, but he just he steps back a little bit, and he's yeah. and then he looks he looks at uh, he looks at the three of them, and he he's like, well, uh, whatever whatever the case is, um, we got to do something about this before uh, any random bystander comes by and uh, might see something they write uh, about. I think at this point Miguel's just gonna say, yeah, I think uh, you know, forgive our companion. I mean, normally we are used to taking threats out before they become a problem so we were kind of in we were preparing ourselves to do just that before you were able to calm this thing down um i mean we have a way to to fix this situation since this thing seems to be calm and what did it did, uh, and you alvin. were talking with it what did it say uh his name's alvin a surprisingly human name for a rhinoceros. And <laughs> Maybe it's a very rhinoceros name wherever it comes from. And I think I think that moment kind of breaks the tension because even Stanley, he just sort of like cracks a smirk and it's like... Oh. <laughs> 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 Stanley! <laughs> hey, he is proud of his name. He, he owns that name. He, thinks he it's worked cool. very hard for it. <laughs> Um, Susanna, question. Does does Lucy have the ability to, like, open a rift to, like, send oh, the absolutely. rhinoceros back through? I mean, do you want to talk to it anymore? <gasps> send him home. Um, well, we got to <laughs> find out where he's from. Um, uh, I mean, where are you from, Alvin? I am from the Great Plains. Oh. Because uh, everyone knows what that is. Since he's from the Great Plains. So, like, Montana or. or you could ask Arizona him. or whatever. What state? I don't think rhinoceroses are native there. It's, this is actually it's my first grassy. time out of Alaska. I have no idea. Oh my god. Well, <laughs> he says it's grassy. <laughs> um. I think that this is something that Miguel uh-huh. would be thinking about, even though he's not the one to normally open up rifts. He would normally leave that to Lucy. Um, does he know if we can like choose where we open it up to, or do we just open up a rift and throw something through? You can open it up and throw it through if you want to. I'm saying, like, do we know if we can actually get it to a specific location, or does it just open up anywhere? It's going to open up and go wherever. Okay. Usually if things get here, they've come through a specific rift around here, so you just send it back, it goes back to basically where it went. Okay, so we know that wherever it came out, if we open a rift and we're like focusing on that creature, it'll go back wherever it came. That basically. Basically, okay. So then I think Miguel just turned to Lucy and be like, I mean, you know, our rifts usually just send them back where they came from. And I think I think we should be fine. Um, to Susanna, have we been tracking this for a while and know that it's from the rift? Uh, you have been tracking it for a while. You, it originally started near downtown and it has rampaged all the way here. You do not know where it came from because you didn't see it come through a rift. Could I investigate a mystery or something to see if I can figure out where it came from? Yes. Let me check your things real quick. Or could I could use the third eye if that's That's an exactly what I was thinking. Okay, <laughs> let's read a bad situation. Yep. Okay. I'll roll um, a read a bad situation then with my third eye. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I got a oh six. Oh my. <laughs> We're having a rough time. 
Okay, also on a miss, you may still get one hold, but you're exposed to supernatural danger. That's Susanna's favorite part of this move. <laughs> it is my favorite part of this move. So, you have one hold. Let me go ahead and tell you what you see. The first thing you see is you open up your eyes and you are used to sort of seeing this green haze around rip creatures. That is not what you see around this creature. You see a sort of teal color that surrounds this. It is not rift energy at all. The first thing you know is this is definitely not a rift creature. The second thing you oh, see no. is there is a green haze around <laughs> the magical person talking to the rift creature. Or the non-rift creature. And the third thing is you feel what I can only describe as a disturbance in the force towards... <laughs> <laughs> Towards downtown. Something big and magical is going on there. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, also, I'm like really sad. Me, Hannah, is really sad that I can't just send this poor little guy back home. Like, <laughs> um, oh man. So, for my one hold, let me see what question I want to ask. I'm probably thinking. Either are there any dangers we haven't noticed or what's the biggest threat, but I'm not sure what would apply to this situation with that information. <laughs> I think what's the biggest threat's your good option. Okay, let's go with what's the biggest threat then. The biggest threat is not this creature. Whatever that disturbance in the force you felt is much more deadly. Oh no. Oh jeez. Okay. She'll kind of look to like Stanley and Miguel because she knows that they understand what she's gonna say. And be like, I, I understand that we were chasing this rhinoceros and this was a, a threat, but I think we need to head downtown. And Stanley sort of steps steps in close, and he just he can tell that she's uh, she's in she's using she's used the third eye, and he's just like, what, what, what did what did you what did you see? What was it? This isn't from the rift. Um, and I feel like the source of this is downtown. The source of this, I don't know, a different magic or different energy. Hmm. And he sort of steps back and he's thinking, he's thinking through it and he says, um, yeah, if it's, uh, if it comes from Thornvale Town Center downtown, we gotta get there, but we gotta do something about this anyway. Well, I mean, we don't Can't know how to send it back yet, but it seems calm. Um, and I forget which of uh, the Aurora Borealis characters was the one that was talking to it. Martha. Martha. Okay, so I think Miguel's going to turn to Martha and say, is there any way you could convince that thing to come with us? Maybe even, well, how big is Alvin, by the way? Like, <laughs> like the size of a tank. <laughs> So is he big <laughs> enough to carry all seven of us? Absolutely. Oh, yes. Because I think Miguel's yes, going to yes, be yes. like, oh, have to ride. I think we need to get to downtown fast if, uh, you know, what my, you know, what, uh, what Lucy is saying is is true. Um, and we we should probably keep Alvin by us instead of leaving him alone. Are we actually going to ride? Yes, we are. <laughs> I think for rule of cool, we definitely need to ride a rhino into town. 
need to ride Alvin. <laughs> yeah. We're going to add Alvin to our collection uh, of creatures <laughs> at the fort. <laughs> no, he has to go home. If we can't no, send can't him stay, home, but... that's all I'm saying. Okay. okay. <laughs> hey, Alvin, are you cool with going downtown with us? Oh, uh, yeah, I, if, if it helps me get home. It oh. might, hopefully. <laughs> okay, I'll come with you. What do we hear when Martha speaks <laughs> yeah. magical blue rhino? It's, it's I've been that. curious about yeah, that, too. You just hear I kind of like, Do you hear that from the rhinoceros and then just Martha miss. doing her weird Very voice, good. but like speaking <laughs> clear English? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So are you guys going to ask Alvin to ride him? Yeah, I think I think we would try to do that because that's our fastest way. They're gonna ask. <laughs> I thought they're asking for permission. I was just gonna say, like, you're just gonna hop on. Like, I don't think you'd like that very much. No, they're asking for consent to ride the ride. Uh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Is it cool if we ride on your back, Alvin? Whoa, I am very fast. <laughs> Hell yeah, you are. <laughs> and he kind of like. <laughs> leans down so that you guys can climb up on top of him. Oh my god. <laughs> how many of the people are getting on Alvin's back? Because how I big is don't. he? You can all fit. We can all fit. hold on to each other and that might be a little awkward. All of this I happens. I think I'm going to lean over to Siobhan real quick and just be like, I don't think I like Florida very much. Mariah just is like, oh, it's okay. I was just going to say, Mariah just says, uh, I'm going to stay with, I'll follow you guys. I'll, I'll stay behind in this, in the golf cart. I mean, I assume you guys brought an actual car. So you could go On get the, the actual car. <laughs> yeah, but I we mean, like, you would have to, like, here. rent a car or something to get there, or a taxi. I don't know how you got here. Oh, it was definitely I'm taxi. just saying, you didn't walk. <laughs> Yeah, he's saying it was probably definitely a taxi, so I think... Uh, okay. Yeah. Are you just going to steal this man's... You are... Okay. You're going to be running through a swamp. And the golf cart is not going to make it through the swamp. Because the by the by the crow flies path is going to be through yeah, the swamp. Yeah, we're on a right now. Pretty much. Yeah. To get back to downtown. Okay. Could so it's gotta Lucy be the fly? Then let's go on the rhino. Yeah, Lucy can... Any, any other dragon it's knights can fly. Be. If you want to show them that. Yeah, I don't think we want to show them that. <laughs> hmm. not, not, not yet, we don't. <laughs> you did see one of them using green magical energy, too, which probably stands out to you, so. Yeah. I'm not sure. I feel like I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what Lucy's reaction to. This is a lot at once. <laughs> <laughs> she has got a lot of information about a lot of different, like, because she's, like, the magic person, so this is a lot to process for her. <laughs> um, she's probably just going to speak up and be like, it doesn't matter how we get downtown. We just need to get there as soon as we possibly can. That would be the rhino. And uh, uh, que question for Susanna. I'm guessing that everybody in this current state has all their yeah. gear and such on them. They're Except not for having you to, okay. who just broke I your so. flamethrower. For the record, I did not break my flamethrower. Somebody else broke my flamethrower. Well, that's what you get for pulling it on an innocent creature. <laughs> yeah. If you can't handle it responsibly, you don't I'm get sorry, to have I it. I'm sorry, I couldn't mind meld All with right, this All right, so rhino. since this is a one-shot, let's get this moving. So you guys are going to 
either fly or take the rhino. Yes? Yeah, let's do it. I think I think Stanley Stanley is going to go for taking the rhino because I, I could totally imagine him and Miguel just like sharing a this look. This is awesome. Like, okay, now that we're not killing, <laughs> yeah. this is an amazing thing right now. And yeah, so I think Stanley's going to step up and I don't oh, know Miguel if Miguel totally follows does. him or yeah. what. <laughs> All right, awesome. So you guys hop on the rhino. You're going to have to hold on to each other, which I'm sure is going to be terribly awkward. But you, as soon as you set... As soon as you say go, the rhino tears well, off. Wait, did anybody else want to go on the rhino? I think I'm I just saying like everyone's are. on the rhino. Yeah. Is everyone yeah. on the rhino? Oh, okay. Everyone's on the rhino. Yeah, we're, we're all on the rhino. Okay. As soon as you guys get on the rhino, he tears off through the swamp. I mean, he is just like his feet splashing through, just kicking up crap at you guys. And he is just tearing through, knocking over trees in his path as he makes his way back towards the downtown downtown west thornvale do you want him to, to go directly into downtown or you want to stop outside of downtown what's the plan with uh, we should with probably Alvin? stop outside yeah uh, i i think stopping outside of because otherwise if there are people in downtown which makes sense right there now. would be that could, no i don't either yeah <laughs> that could prove to be yeah, a maybe problem <laughs> maybe a bad idea yeah i think miguel is already thinking mm. about making sure that they go maybe. back later and wipe the memory of the lance stone uh, <laughs> yeah, because he saw it. Yeah. But right now he's got bigger concerns. We don't have to worry about it later. Okay. So, you guys leave Alvin outside and walk into town. It's not a big town. It's not a big downtown, so you guys are able to get there pretty quickly. It's a couple of, one or two, you know, usual little little uh, sky high, skyscrapers. Good Lord, I can't talk. There's a couple of skyscrapers around, but mostly it's just small shops. And you walk in, and everyone you see is looking up at the sky. I also do that. Same. Yeah. You all look up at the sky, and you see Let's what see looks like there. a pulsating electric blue tear in space above the town. And this is a massive tear. And it looks like it's been there a while, and it is widening slowly. And as soon as you guys get there, Something begins to come out of this tear in the sky, and I think this is probably the best day of Addison's life. I'm sorry, the best day of Mariah's life. What? Because what comes out of that tear is a full-blown flying saucer. <gasps> Hell yeah! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> 